Broadcasting from Cardiff and across the world on the internet, I'm Kevin Moore and welcome to The Moore Show. For the next hour, I'll cover subjects of an alternative variety that most shows do not touch. On today's show, I'm joined by ufologist Margaret Fry. So stay tuned, enjoy, and I'll be right back after this break. Mr. Show or a guest? Want to know more about The Moore Show and upcoming guests? Then log on to www.themoreshow.co.uk. has never doubted that beings from outer space visit the Earth, nor the existence of UFOs, ever since she saw one with her own eyes. Margaret maintains an alien craft landed in her town and was witnessed by many other locals in July 1955. Since then, she has been investigating reported sightings and incidences, trying to persuade the skeptics in our midst for the past 30 years. The 80-year-old investigator and co-founder of the Welsh Fellowship of Independent Ufologists and a grandmother of nine from Abigail Wells accepts it's a difficult task. Well, I'm now joined by Margaret. Margaret, welcome to the show. Uh, Margaret, just tell us a little bit about yourself first, please. 
Well, uh, I saw an, an article in, in one of the Sunday papers saying that they had formed this newly, um, newly formed uh, the British um, National UFO Research. And I wrote up to them and, and said that I'd had this experience in 1955 and I'd like to join them. And they said, yes, come along up to um, Caxton Hall then. In, in those days, they used to hold their meetings. Okay. And then later on, they became so big, they used to rent uh, Kensington um, High Street. I, f- I forget now what the theatre was called, but it used to accommodate several hundred people. And in fact, several hundred people used to attend the meetings every month. Really? That many? Hmm. And, and have, you, have you not published a couple of books on uh, ufology as well? I've written one book, uh, which was published in 2004, and I hope people will buy it. It's called Who Are They? And that costs £7 and pound fifty for post and package. Um, I'm hoping to have another one out in the beginning of December again, and, and that's called Link to the Stars. And with the, uh, with the, the first book, Who Are They? I, I believe that book's um, still available on uh, Amazon. I don't know about that. I think I think it is. We'll, we'll get one of our researchers to check that before the end of the show. And okay. what what does the actual book cover? Well, uh, what I did was to because there's so many people have come up to me after I've given a talk. I give talks all over the country, and they've said, you know, where do you get UFO books? And we can't get them, and so forth. So um, what I did was to, uh, you know, write about the early. Um, UFO reports and uh, dating back to Tutmos the the third in in Egypt, you know the Egyptian pharaohs, and um, and then after that I I go on to uh, to relate um, personal um, investigations that I've done with people who've who've thought that they've been abducted into UFOs. Okay, and and just going over your personal um, experience, just just briefly describing what, what what happened to you to sort of get you into the ufology with with your experience. Well, you mean the nineteen fifty five yes. one? Well, it was just that, that I was going with my doctor to um, get some medication for one of my children, and this thing followed our car and then eventually stalled it and just flopped down on the ground in front of us at the T-junction of, you know, of a road in Bexley Heath in Kent. And there must have been about 15 of us got stood around this object for about six or seven minutes before it, it's, it just wobbled up like a falling leaf. And then when it had got to about, a, say, a 100 to 200 feet up, it, it just zoomed off. It, it paused a bit and then zoomed off. And then it wasn't until about five or six years ago that I discovered that another craft had had also landed at the same time. Um, in, in, that was uh, at, uh, in midday on the 17th of July, 1955. And that was witnessed by about 150 people because all the residents on that road came out and stood around it. And was that the same time frame or the same day the other landed? It was exactly the same time at at midday on the 17th of July. So two landings in two separate areas on the same time? Just about a quarter mile apart. One witnessed by 15, one witnessed by 150? 
That's right, yes. And what, what kind of craft was it? Well, the other one was more cone-shaped, and, and the people who, who gave me the, the reports uh, said it was black. And, and the thing that I saw was more pewter, right. sort of grey colour, r- dull pewter, not shining. Was there any missing time with yourself when you had the experience? No, none whatsoever. Was there any other witnesses apart from yourselves that, that was there? Well, of course, there was the doctor who would take me, was taking me to the surgery to get the medication. It being a Sunday, all the shops were closed. Okay. And my son had a very high temperature, so he wanted me to get some medicine for him straight off. Um, he, he was, I would have put him at about 20, 29, 30 years of age. Okay. Um, and then my young son, who was eight at the time. Uh, he remembers it quite well. Although he thought it was some sort of American, um, you know, craft. But there was... In, in later years, at the time, of course, he didn't. Right, right. And was there any forms of communication? Was there any telepathic sort of communication? Nothing, nothing whatsoever. Uh, after all these years, you can look back on the incident. What do you think it was, was there to do? Was it there to show you, look, you know, here we are, um, to, to, to open up an interest with yourself or, or what? Well, not particularly with myself, because otherwise there were 150 people and, and, and yeah. 15 of us, you know, wouldn't have uh, witnessed it. Um, no, at the time, I remember thinking, oh, my God, there are other worlds, you know. I mean, that was the first thing that struck me. Right. And, of course, the sole um, sort of thing that we thought of then was Mars or Venus. We never thought beyond that, did sure, we? Sure, sure. So I thought, well, it's either come from Mars or Venus. Right, and was it, was there any? There was no writing on it, or was there any inscriptions, or no, nothing. Nothing. No. Not that, not that I can remember. But what it did have was uh, bolts, nuts, and bolts. You know, like rivets. Right. It, it, the lower part was in sections, and I've often said that to people, and they say that's impossible. But that is exactly what I remember. More, that detail. I remember more than anything else. Was there any engine sound? None. Was there, was there any sort of electrostatic discharge? No. But it did kill the car? Yes, it did. So you're saying you, it was sort of riveted on one side? No, you know the, the rim at the bottom, you know, it's, it was a classic sta- uh, you know, um, shape oh, okay. with a rounded top and, and a rim at the bottom. Okay. Well, the rim at the bottom had these, it was in sections. In sections, but not, you, you couldn't see any sort of way it was joined together, just, just sort of sectioned No, off. just it looked as though it was in sections. Okay, okay. And so this experience led you to become an investigator into ufology. Well, to start off with, I, I wasn't becoming an investigator. Of, of, it didn't occur to me, that sort of thing. I wanted to prove that I'd actually seen it to yeah. myself, you see. Yeah. So I, the first thing I did was to find other people who had seen UFOs on that day. And it was extraordinary. All the first reports I got were all from people who saw things on the 17th of July, 1955. And how hard was it to prove it to yourself that you this this object was just nothing you could sort of you know reference to something else? How hard was it for your own? I never tried to prove it to myself. I was just full of wonder that this thing had actually come down, and I yeah. knew instinctively, and so did everyone else there, 
that it certainly wasn't from this earth. Okay. And and that was the absolute wonder, the feeling of wonder that, you know, oh, yes, there are other planets that are, are inhabited. What? We're not alone. No, exactly. What what were other people's um, attitudes towards you at the time when you would explain your uh, you know excitement? Of I what never you're told anyone. It it just I told my immediate family and sure. and, and because their reactions were so varied and and uh, you know the type of thing other people would how other people would react. I thought oh well there's no point in telling anyone else because my son who was ill said oh that's all sorts of rubbish you know. And my sister said, well, if they were down on the ground, why didn't they come out and talk to you? That was her reaction. And I thought, well, if that's what they're all going to say to me. And, oh, my father was an, uh, a nuclear scientist in, at Old Marston in Berkshire, and he very kindly informed me I'd seen the sun. So I thought, well, if that's what m those are my family reactions, not worth bothering telling other people. My mother believed me straight off. And my mother was no, um, you know, she was um, an accountant and she was uh, in her own right and a, a very professional sort of person. Sure, of course, of course. So how did that lead from you eventually, you know, um, describing your story to others? I mean, when did you decide that you wanted to pursue, pursue ufology? Well, because when I joined Bufora, other people started talking about the things they'd seen, and then I decided, oh, yes, this is when I start investigating and finding out how many other people have seen other things apart from myself. Okay. okay. And that's when I, you know, really got into investigating. So how many cases have you investigated? Well over a thousand. I couldn't even count them. And is that in the Wales area? No, no. Um, first down in South England, uh, Surrey, um, Sussex, um, Essex, Kent, and then when I came up to Wales, all over North Wales. And do you believe the majority of people that you interview, I mean, are, are they scared? Some have been, not very many. They all seem to have reacted in much the same way in which I did, full of wonder. And that at last, yes, really, I've, I've seen, so therefore I believe. And how many abduction cases have you investigated? Not very many. You don't often get this sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, because in America, the sort of abduction uh, phenomena is, is quite big, and so, uh, so is the sort of animal mutilation. Hmm. But you, not, not, many, not much of that, no? We had two cases of animal mutilation over here in the 1980s. But the farmers wouldn't let me go and examine the, the carcasses. Why not? I don't know. They just wouldn't let, let, uh, let us go. I mean, who are these alien beings? Wouldn't, wouldn't one would like to know where they come from? <laughs> yeah. I still think today, because more and more is coming out about the planet Mars and Venus, you know, they're discovering more and more, uh, that that it's possible that some of the, some of these things have come from from within the in our own planetary system. Sure, I mean uh, some people even speculate that these may be dimensional beings. That's that's another thing altogether. That's uh, that's much more difficult for people to grasp, isn't it? Sure, 
Um, I'm not really sure if I really understand the actual idea myself, but I mean, that's the sort of speculation that sort of goes mm. on out mm. there. I mean, th there's even some theory that the, they're perhaps from, from our future. Yes. I mean, wh why, why, do, why do they crash? I mean, why, you know, it, you know why, why do they come all this way uh, for some of them just, just to crash? Well, I suppose, really, there, um, you, ca you can't suppose that it's just one planetary system sending out, uh, you know, these things regularly. Maybe it's just uh, they manage to get one off in a lifetime, so to speak, and so therefore it may, it may be more clumsy than we imagine. Sure. So you, you think there's many different races out there? Yeah, that's right, that they're coming from all different planets, you know. Right. And, and do you think some of these crafts could actually be robot-controlled? Oh, yes, definitely. I think these smaller ones that come here definitely are. Okay. Because okay. I've seen very small um, UFOs. How small? Well, up to about eight inches. And, and that's only a small device, surely. Uh, I mean, do you think there's an extraterrestrial presence um, uh, among us in, in, in the United Kingdom? Well, you know, my friend uh, Timothy Good has, has gone into that far more thoroughly than I have, and he, he seems to think so. I mean, do you believe that the UK has its own sort of, um, has, has had its own sort of Roswell experience with, with, with downcraft? The UK military has re recovered yes, downcraft. Yes, um, in, in Rendlesham Forest. You know, um, and and also possibly, you know, the Berwyn um, incident of, of the 23rd of January 1974, which I have been investigating since 1979. And, and would you just go over that just briefly? Um, the rumours were that um, from the area, you know, from people in the area, was that a UFO had crashed in, into one of the Berwyn Mountain range, uh, you know, yeah. range, and um, that the military had sealed off the area, and then they retrieved all the pieces and took them away. Um, I've been going there every year since 1979 with various um, friends of mine, you know, in the, in the, in the in this uh, WFIU. And um, we've never found any evidence whatsoever of anything having crashed there. And we've spoken to f local farmers and people like that um, every year. What we did find out was that one um, landed on, um, I, I'll, I better spell it because I'll, I'll have Welsh people ringing in. Sure. It's C E F Y N C. O-C-H, and that's the name of the mountain, which is the same height as the Berwyn Mountain, okay. over 2,000 feet. Okay. And uh, it landed on the side of this mountain, and it sat there for about nearly two hours before it took off again. I mean, there's talk out there from people that um, have uh, I've spoken to that, uh, you know, we actually have um, on a base somewhere... Um, uh, living creatures from not you know not from here, but but where are they supposed to be? I don't know. There was people I knew that mm -hmm. knew people who were working um, in sort of you know higher um, 
higher rank, ranking of government, of military, shall I say, there was speculation that, that we, we actually have kept a few, you know, and are keeping them. Um, I don't know why, I don't know how many, I don't know where, but the, but the UK government does actually have its, um, you know, its uh, uh, captured aliens. Well, there's always these uh, rumours that they're kept in Bolton Down, you know, in Wiltshire. Um, but the point is, what do they feed them, feed them on to keep them alive all those number of years? <laughs> and if they're so technologically advanced, why haven't they been able to call up their own craft to come and rescue them and take them away. Exactly, exactly. Um, Those are the questions I'd ask. Yeah, I mean, whether these rumours are true or not, I don't know. It's just speculation, really. I mean, why won't the government just come out with it um, that, um, you know, um, we've been visited? What, what's your theory on, on the government's knowledge of what's going on? Well, we had Ralph Noyes in, in our Bufora, um, you know, um, association when he retired in 1977, and he was under Secretary of State, and he actually formed the MOD. So, I mean, he was right at the top. Okay. He knew exactly what was happening. He didn't talk very much. I can remember him as a person who sat and listened a lot. And I think now, when I've been reading more and more about him, uh, that he he was reporting back to his to the MOD, you know, he he joined uh, joined us just to find out what the civilians um, researchers knew. Okay. So um, yes, I think they 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 they, they um, have run a secret, you know, research which they don't want people to know about. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because the UK net, uh, MOD is releasing files, but are, are they the real juicy files? Are they the ones with the real substance in or, or are they just files that they're happy to have released and just to make the whole, you know, <laughs> whole, whole, the, whole, the whole thing look a mockery? Yeah. Well, do you know, Ralph knew of my, my uh, um, 1955, um, you know, close, close encounter. Yes. <laughs> And they certainly haven't put it out on their files, have they? No. No, no. anything that's down on the ground or, uh, you know, really concrete like that, no. They right. don't. It's all up in the sky, isn't it? Yes. So therefore they can easily, uh, you know, the skeptics can have their field day and say, oh, it was this, that and the other. Right. Well, okay. Well, it's just at the bottom of the uh, of the half hour break now. So we're just going to yes. take a break there, Margaret, and uh, stay where you are and we'll be right back. Okay. To connect with the show, email Kevin at themoreshow.co.uk. Oh, 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 
And here's your host, Kevin Moore. Welcome back, and I'm uh, joined with uh, Margaret Fry, and um, we'll continue where we last left off. Okay, Margaret. Yeah. Um, w- one of the questions um, that I've uh, that I've got a couple of questions for you, and uh, one is about the the crop circles. What what's your take on crop circles? I think the more complicated ones couldn't possibly have been done by these people who do hoax them. Yes, you know? yes, they do, yes. Because, after all, it's dark, and how can you produce such elaborate designs, you know, in, without the farmer noticing? Yeah. Because they'd have to use lanterns or something or another like that, have you, ever, you know, in order to draw these things. Have you ever investigated a crop circle? No, that was, I have okay, I so. don't, I don't, I haven't been there, obviously, only a few times, once or twice. My daughter-in-law takes me there to see them because she's interested in them as well oh i see is she right okay mm. okay but so you you do think that the ones that which there are ones out there which are authentic which aren't you know surely can't be made by man is that what you're that's right yeah i do, I do. and do you think as that... to the, the the less complicated ones of course obviously matthew williams whom i know you know i think it's all wrong but he has been making those circles yes i met a crop... in his group Yep, I met a crop circle maker as well, and mm. um, he, he was quite honest about it, and he's mm. ri- written a book about the crop circles, but like he did say to me, this chap, there are crop circles out there that, 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 that just, you know, he couldn't have made, you know, and he, mm. and he would know the majority of crop circle makers out there, and there are ones that do appear that, well, they have no explanation of. No. That's what I think as well. What, what, what? I think that we're just being so dumb. They must, or at least they, the people who make them, must think that we're really dumb that we can't, you know, make out the message they're trying to give us. Yeah, there is, there is definitely a message there. Why won't the UK media take the subject more seriously? Do you think they're controlled not to, or do you think they just choose not to? I think that they're controlled to an extent, but also there are people out there who are. Um, you know, just interested in their own particular things, like um, what these celebrity <laughs> scenes yeah. and, and different things like that, politics and so forth. And they haven't got the time to invest, to delve into this this subject, and therefore they just deride it. Do you think NASA knows what's going on? Do you think NASA um, definitely? Yeah. Yes. You, th- yes. you think you think they that they they know a lot more than um, yes, definitely. What, what's released to the public? Yes. Yeah. They must have a vested interest in not letting the public know for some reason or another. Well, here's a question to, to yourself, Margaret. I mean, would you would you believe in disclosure? Would you be up for disclosure? It's 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 a very difficult question. I, in a way, I sympathise with the government keeping it a secret. Um, 
because there are people, you know, who would panic and 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 do all sorts of silly things if they they suddenly found out that there were other worlds worlds visiting over here. So I can understand to an extent the reason why they cover it over. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I think that um, you know, is is ET ready to have religion in space? That's what you've got to ask yourself. You know, is 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 Christianity ready to go into outer space? Would that you, is it as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, and all, all the other would would if if you as a superior race, would would you want would you want religion in space? I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> no, do you know what I mean? You know, especially mm. when um, we're such a warmongering uh, um, um, society. Yes. Why? Why do you think, though, that the um, majority of UFO sightings increased um, around the 1940s? I mean, what what was the sudden jump in UFO activity? What What's your thoughts on that? Do you think that they increased in the 1940s? I think that they've been coming to this earth for anons, but but uh, the thing is, people haven't um, haven't had the knowledge or been aware of them to that extent. Is that but there are are reports, you know, from monks who were uh, who were educated, etc., throughout the Middle Ages and before that, who made reports of UFOs in their in their uh, scripts. Yeah, um, I, I never heard that before. Is that is that is, is that true? Yeah. That's, yes. Yeah. Um, didn't haven't, haven't you ever read Desmond Leslie's uh, account of all that? He he thoroughly investigated really? that. Yeah, I mean, so so basically, um, what's your thoughts on whether the CIA has um, met with British intelligence regarding UFO sightings? Do you think do you think intelligence agencies have met up regarding what what's what? Uh, our own UK sightings. Well, uh, according to um, you know uh, Ralph Noyes, that they d they definitely did meet up together uh, together, and they tried to persuade um, them to f uh, toe the line with with them, and, and that was that they didn't want uh, the public to know anything about the U uh, UFO phenomena. That that's the CIA. That's the CIA, right? So yeah, but they didn't like being bossed by the Americans, so I think, to an extent, um, there there was there was some disagreement over there. There was, was there? Right. Okay. Yes. I mean, some countries um, are more open to UFO disclosure. I mean, if you look at France, France is. Yeah, I was going to say, if you, yeah, France is. Um, what? Why is France more open to disclosure? Do you think? I'd like to go there and ask them, but I can't speak French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it the be... Russians too. You know, they, they 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 don't mind their people knowing that they that they've been investigating UFOs. I, I wonder what the big secrets are from sort of um, the first world countries like the UK and um, and and the US. I wonder what the secrecy is, or why the secrecy is there. Yes, you 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 do wonder if if the Russians are willing to. For the people to know, and I mean, they're such a secretive society, really, aren't they? Or they were. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're they're not so much now. Yeah. Um, the French, I don't know. I think the French have always been pretty individual people. Yes, I think they wouldn't they have tolerate done. their politicians behaving like that. No, they would put. They, they would soon be uh, having a riot. That's right. It's it's. It, I I prefer their method of doing yeah. things. 
out on the street and demonstrate and get yeah, the politicians yeah. to behave. <laughs> exactly. No, that's right. It's, uh, well, you know, who knows? Hey, maybe one day that uh, there will be um, there will be change. I mean, a lot of people do believe that with uh, President Obama being yeah. in, in power, yeah. um, that um, he's going to bring disclosure along with some of his cabinet key members. But who knows? Well, he hasn't specified anything about the UFO, whereas. Um, Jimmy Carter and people like that did, didn't they? They did, and uh, apparently... J- and, and they were sh- hushed up. Well, that's right, and apparently JFK was um, was had an active interest in hmm. the subject as well. But that's right, yeah. What truth there is in it, I don't know, he, you know, but... Um, uh, what we're it's just wishful thinking on the part of the Americans who are ufologists, perhaps. Another question as well, I mean, do you think we... So, going back to what you were saying before, you know, do you think we've been observed for a long time then? Right from biblical times, they've been reporting it. Ezekiel was, you know, definitely had uh, UFOs come down before him. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and far back as in, into antiquity, that if you, if you follow up all these, these books, that, you know, where people have studied the subject. Yes. Zachariah Stitchin, was it? I think the name of yes. one of them. Yes, that's right, yes. He's he's done a lot of research on that. And and do you think that um, do you think in, in in Egyptian times they were they were around as well? I mean, yes, I, I always find that that report very interesting about how Tutmosis uh, was assembled with all his high priests and six hundred of the populace, and and this thing came and, and settled down in the in the center of the of the the circle. And they, they, he describes it as spitting fire. Of course, they did not have know anything about electricity then. Nope. So um, you know, it's it's just described as they, uh, with their knowledge of the of, of the times. Going back to your investigations, what would you say was one of the most interesting cases you ever got to investigate? I knew you were going to ask me that question, and I and I'm afraid I've been thinking over them and really very difficult choosing any, yeah. any any particular one. There's so many of them. They were so extraordinary. Particularly in 1978 when we had a, a real spate of, of UFOs over North um, Kent in the south of England. And um, and then really it was so... They, some, of, some of the cases were so extraordinary. And I was go- and I was very active in those days, and I was running around from one person to the other, you know, investigating, yeah. and going to the actual localities and so forth. And very often, when they tell me that they were seeing UFOs and would I please come straight away, I'd go and I'd see them with them. I must have seen them with them at least eight or nine times with different people, groups of people. Eight or both, nine times? Yes, both my husband and I. Wow. There was a particular family, I was just thinking of them, that their names were the Con- um, Connor. Yes. Connor family. And they were absolutely plagued by UFOs for a period of about three or four months. These yeah. things would come down and the children would be playing in the in the fields at the back of the house and, and the things would come down on the ground near them. And um, 
I used to tell her her name was Rita Connolly, and, and I said, you know, call me. Doesn't matter when it is. If I'm if I'm there, if I'm not if I'm not at work, I'll come. And my husband and I used to go, and and you know, really, we saw all these things with them. Wow, what an experience that must have been. It certainly was. And then suddenly, it all stopped. Round about the, uh, I think it was in May was the last one that she saw. She'd been taking her dog for a walk on the flats by Erith, you know, by the River Thames. And this thing came right down by, the t- by a tree and over there. And she said, uh, she said she gave it a message saying, please go away, we don't want to see you anymore. And, she, and after that, they never saw another thing. Did it, was that telepathically she sort of sent that? Did yes, she, she did, it? yes, yeah. yes. What are they doing? What 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 are they looking for? Are they any ideas? <laughs> it's impossible to say, isn't it? These the, she had children, you know, about five. Uh, I think it was about four or five children. They were ra- ranged in age from about eighteen to uh, say seven or eight. Really? Yeah. And I, so all of all of them, they they draw me what they they'd seen that particular day and so forth. Yes, I was going to ask you that. Yes. Mm. Do you do you keep in contact with the family still? Is it? No, unfortunately, I lost touch with her. She went to live in the Medway, right? And she we used to exchange cards and things. She came from South Wales, right? And um, eventually, I lost touch with her, unfortunately. But during that period, there was a, another man who had this same thing. He was being pursued by the UFOs, and I used I couldn't believe him. I thought, you know, he's really uh, he's He's imagining it, you know. Yeah. He's worried and he's imagining. And he had a wife who was <coughs> had mental troubles, and he couldn't work because of her because he had to look after her. And they lived in a high-rise flat. And um, he, he used to ring me in the middle of the night and say, look, they're pursuing me. And I'd say, well, why are you outside? He said, because I've got to get away. It's the only time when she, she's asleep at night. I get up, get up and go and have a long walk by myself. And he said, no, I'll be, I'll be down the road, and then one of these things will be, be pursuing me. And then he gets in, he'd get into a call box, and he'd call me from there and say, it's hovering outside. And I really didn't believe him. Right, okay. Until, I might say, that uh, the one occasion when I was with the Conway family and this thing was hovering just over their courtyard and uh, it was there for ages and we'd also seen it over the high-rise flats opposite their house at the back hovering over the roof of the high-rise flat and uh, when my husband and I got in the car to leave we went up there and this this high-rise flat was called Sarah Court and it was the place where this man lived. Okay. I actually saw them hovering outside his window. Okay. It, I mean... So that was really quite an extraordinary experience. And eventually he committed suicide. He couldn't take it. Right, he committed suicide. Yes. That's, uh, that's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... Uh I mean, to know that he had been experiencing this and then for all of a sudden to, for, for him to commit suicide, I mean, that's... And o- over this particular subject, I mean, that's so... so that, I mean, you, you could say that they drove him to death, I mean... That's right. I felt I'd failed him, to be honest. I really felt I'd failed him. I thought, yeah, he reached out to me 
the one and only person he thought would be able to help him. And I didn't. I didn't help him because I didn't believe in him. Well, sometimes, I mean, none of us, none of us are here to save anyone, are we? But I mean, um, I don't. I, I think we can't. We can't sort of lay the blame on ourselves. These things are out out of this world. You know, it's not like he could have turned to many people. And I mean, you know, you did the best you could. That's so. true. I tried, but so. the, I, I, I felt I never uh, um, helped enough uh, with Victor Lee. That was his name. Yeah. I mean, what what was there ever any other military planes hanging around in the background when these things were around? I mean, was what, did you ever see them? No. no, no. I mean, they must have been on radar. I mean, these. I think if it were today, I would have inquired more about it. But as you go along, you learn more and more. You of know, you know, you 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 go on learning throughout life. You can't say you know everything right from the start. I I'm only. I'm I mean, as an investigator, when I first started, I was yes. really green to what I am now. Totally understand what you're saying. Mm. It, it's just a, a, um, it's just absolutely incredible to speak to someone like yourself now, um, who you know who has actually witnessed these things firsthand. Um, I mean, what about the skeptics out there who say, "Hang on, you know, that's not she can't have seen them. She must have just been imagining what she was seeing." Or you know, there was all the people that say to you, "Okay, look, you know, I believe there's there's life out there, but they're not visiting planet Earth." Well, what what do you say to people? Well, to start off with, where you said, you know, she can't, she must have imagined it. How can so many people imagine one same thing happening? Yes, of course. Um, because I was, I was always with other people. Yes. I've, I've been in, in crowds of about 50 or 60 people and, and watched these things, and quite close to, and that was in, in, in that year, 1978, when we, when we had all these extraordinary experiences. When when was your last UFO experience? Oh, just um, on the 4th of July when I saw that um, object uh, going behind the police helicopter over here in Abigaili. You saw, you saw the police helicopter and the saucer? Yes, the helicopter was going back, backwards and forwards, I think sort of um, probably after somebody on the ground. You know, they do, they come quite low when they're yes. after people and this thing was just behind the helicopter whether the helicopter saw it or not i don't know right okay it was a long white object huh just a long like a, a um just well it had blunted ends anyway right okay you know just a long line yes yes just a long line a long and line. it went into a cloud and 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 then it never reappeared no no it was it was in quite a clear blue sky when 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 I was watching it on the helicopter. Yes, I mean, do you think though that if they were any menace to us, if they, if you know if they if if they were evil as such, I mean, they would have um, done something done something now. by now. I mean, yes. um, pe people who are scared. I mean, I I I think it's quite safe to assume that um, um, they're they're quite um, well. Then they're not after us. No, I think they're indifferent to us. I don't think people need to feel afraid. No. I mean, I wouldn't be here talking to you if 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 it was so because I've seen so many of them. Yes. I could say I could be neurotic and say, "Oh, they they picked me out," but I don't think they have. Well, you never know, do you? No, I don't think you, so. No, you don't. You feel you no. feel that you've not been picked out. No. 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 I think that I just I'm very observant of the sky, and that's 
the reason why I see quite a lot more than other people. You mean you look up? Yes. Yeah. I'm, 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 I've got a zooming eye with things in the sky. H- have you? <laughs> you well, that's, that, that's why you're seeing them. Yeah, <coughs> that's, this is mm. it. Have you ever had yourself or have ever investigated anything to do with um, the so-called men in black? No, never. No, no there, there's never been a, an, a, a client of yours that has been approached to, you know, keep, keep quiet about what they've um, seen or witnessed. No, never. No. Do you think that's more of an American thing? I don't know, really, because there are people over here who have talked about that. You know, like I, I think I mentioned to you uh, once before, um, Sharon Larkins had that experience in Cumbria. Yes, you did but mention. Yes. I, I personally haven't had anything to do with it. And what do you think about the... Um, oh, well, have you actually ha- ever had um, investigation into implants? I'm just trying to think of that. No, not no. that I can think of. No, no. Because, I mean, again, um, you hear a lot about, you know, some, well, not a lot, but you hear about the... Uh, you know, these devices which are implanted in people, which people find in, in a tooth filling or, you know, in, in, in you know, or, or... Yes, I believe it happens because um, Dr. Lear talked about it. And, I mean, he's, he's very knowledgeable yes. about it, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is, Dr. Lear. Yeah. So, just, you know, going back to um, if they've been here for, um, for, for, from, from, the, from the beginning... What's your thoughts on DNA manipulation? I mean, do you think they've uh, ever interfered with our growth into what we are now? I mean, there's all. I mean, the, the theory out there is that we came from apes. But I mean, uh, what do you think? Well, all I can say is that I had a friend called David Medina, and he went went into this for years. You know, um, researching it. He wrote a wonderful book called E. Holmes. Um, something, e-home something, I forget now, I can't think of the sure. title. But anyway, you know, if if it's possible for for, for people to get hold of it, I'd, you know, he, he talks about all this and makes it very plausible. This is someone that's... E-home's that nursery, that's what he calls it. Okay. And he totally, you know, it goes down the line that we were um, manipulated. That's right, yes. Yes. To to be what we are now, right? Yes. Okay. Well, he died some years ago. But he, obviously, his work lives on, and I know there's other people out mm. there carrying on work of the se- on the on the on the same sort of line as well. That's right. Yes. What what with But your... I personally, of course, I haven't gone into anything like that, so I don't know. Okay, that's fair enough. With your new book, uh, Linked to the Stars, mm. would you just go over what that book's going to uh, cover? Well. <clears throat> What I wrote about, because I, I did start writing it in 1997, ages ago. Okay. And I've had to update it about 16 times since, you know. But um, it, it's mainly about my, my um, investigations into UFOs in the south of England. And then I've also written about some of the, uh, you know, more important r- reports from here, from in North Wales. And then, which is of interest to Welsh people particularly, uh, I've written a lot about the the Berwyn incident. Um, not only myself, but Scott Felton, who's done the investigating with me for the last six years. 
So, um, you know, there's quite a bit of the book is, uh, is about that. I like the title. <laughs> Link to the Stars. Yeah, it's good. And, I, and I've got a wonderful artist, a commercial artist, who's done the cover. Right, okay. Well, we'll, we'll definitely uh, get you back on once the book's out. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get that on, on our website as well. We'll get the book on our website. Thank you. Um, just, just another quick, quick, quick question. I mean, do, do, you see, do you ever see the spiritual connection, maybe, with ufology? Do you ever compare the two, or can you compare the two? Do you know something? I try not to. Okay. And that's all I can say. Yeah. It's uncomfortable for me, so I try not to. Sure, sure. But there are people who, who are quite genuinely tell you that, the, that it is connected, you know, and, and yeah. I, I can't discount what they say. Yeah, not the sense that, you know, uh, the, these are God's, God's creatures and, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I don't mean, I, I mean from the sense that they're here to better us. Yes, I know. There are people, you know, and people who are friends of mine who think that and so forth. But yeah. And I respect their views, but, but I don't delve into it myself. No, no, you, you keep it quite separate, yeah. I yeah. try to keep it very much at ground level. Okay, no, I t and I totally understand for your reasoning, yeah. Mm. Okay, well, um, is there anything you might like to add? Or... Well, we've done so much work on this. I, I, I sincerely hope eventually, you know, that we'll be recognized, not just me, all the people, um, all the ufologists in the UK and America and everywhere else. Um, I keep in touch with individuals in Australia, New Zealand. Yes. I mean, we're all working towards getting people to um, realize that we are being visited from outer space. And that it, and at any moment in time, it could really affect each and all of us. What Literally, whether we want to be affected or not. What do you think it can mean for mankind if if it were, contact was made? And wh exactly, you see, if they make contact, our our whole way of living and and our society, our religions, everything is going to change. And so, so I think people should be made aware of all this before it happens so that it's not such a shock to them. It's not going to be a shock to people like me, but it's certainly going to be a shock to people who, who have never given it a thought. No, no. I mean, the, 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 the whole idea that life's built around money, life's built around the celebrity culture, I mean, I think life's much deeper than that, don't you? Of course it is. You know, and I think, we've, I think um, it could be a, a big awakening um, to... Uh, you know, to realise what's, what's actually and out there. And that's what we're trying to achieve. That's really all we're trying to achieve now, that people should realise that it is happening, regardless of what um, governments might try to, try to prevent you from knowing and all that sort of thing. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, Margaret, um, oh, how do people get in contact with you? Well, I have got a website now, Okay, what's the website? I'm not very good at this sort of thing, it's so okay. if they don't get a reply straight <laughs> off, to, please ask them to. Don't worry, they, they'll understand. Me. Yep, they'll it's understand. N, N W A L E S U F O, all one word, small letters. Yep. At B T Internet, all one word. Yep. Dot, dot com. Dot com, and is that that's your email address? Yeah. Yes, that's the email address, and I'm hoping now to give it to 
uh, the, the other few researchers up here in North Wales with me, and I think what 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 I was thinking we do would be to just give a number after each, so that each has an individual one, but the same thing. Okay, well we'll link your email address on our website so that people can come, come straight from our website to get it directly in contact with yourself, Margaret. All right. And uh, we'll also put a link um, for Amazon for the books as well. But if they want to get the books cheaper, they can get it direct from yourself, can't they? Yes, with that address that you will give out. Yes. With that email, okay. Yes. And we'll put the postal address on the website as well. Excellent. Yes. Okay, well, Margaret, you know, it's been a complete pleasure to have you on the on the show. You know, I understand it's, a, it's, it's been a, lot, a long hour there, and we've got, gone through quite a bit. So um, from everyone out there, Margaret, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for being here. To find out more about Margaret Ellen Fry, go to www.amazon.co.uk and look up her book, Who Are They? Well, until next time, from all the staff at Radio Cardiff, be safe.